This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers. Small, devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 37 is going to be from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 through 21. As Christians, we need to be sanctified, set apart, and useful for the Master. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 through 21 read, But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. The first part of this is that in a house, there are both kinds of vessels, vessels for honor and vessels for dishonor. And then at the beginning of verse 21, there's the word therefore. Going back up into the context, we need to see why the word therefore is there. Well, because there are vessels of honor and dishonor. And if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, from being a vessel of dishonor, he will be a vessel of honor. And that just makes sense. In order to be a vessel of honor, you cannot be a vessel of dishonor. So one has to cleanse himself from that. In other words, take the sin out of our lives in order to be a vessel of honor. And then after vessel for honor, after the comma, there's another word, sanctified. This means that we are to be set apart for the master. If we're going to be set apart for the master, we have to cleanse ourselves from being a vessel of dishonor. We have to cleanse ourselves from any sin that is in our lives. In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, we see that sin separates us from God. We cannot both be separated from God and with God at the same time. Just like we cannot be a, a vessel for honor and a vessel for dishonor at the same time, being that they are opposites of one another. So if we are going to be sanctified for the master, we cannot be associating with sin because we have to be set apart from it. We have to be set apart from being a vessel of dishonor. After the word sanctified, there's an and, a coordinating conjunction, which ties it to something else. Sanctified and useful for the master. We have to be sanctified in order to be useful for the master. If we are apart from him, if we have been set apart from him, then we cannot be useful to the master. We have to be set apart for him. And how do we become useful to the master? How do we become prepared for every good work? In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, it says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If we're going to be sanctified and useful for the master, if we're going to be prepared for every good work, then we have to study to show ourselves approved. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, one chapter later, it says, in verses 16 and 17, all scripture is given by inspiration to God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. 
in the King James Version, it says prepared for every good work. If we're going to be sanctified and useful for the master, we have to prepare ourselves for good works. We prepare ourselves for good works by studying the scriptures because they are what are profitable for us, for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. This is why in John chapter 17 and verse 17, Jesus would say, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Notice a word that is similar, the exact same word, matter of fact, in 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 21. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master. Well, how do we cleanse ourselves from the latter? How do we cleanse ourselves from being a vessel of dishonor? Well, we set ourselves apart by the truth. In John chapter 8 and verse 32, it says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. As Christians, we need to be sanctified, set apart, and useful for the Master. We do this by studying God's Word and using God's Word to prepare us for every good work. To be what is profitable for us unto doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly equipped unto all good work. We need to be sanctified and useful for the master. In verse 22 of 2 Timothy chapter 2, it says, Flee also useful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. If we're going to be useful to the master, Paul is telling the young gospel preacher Timothy, flee useful lust. You cannot be useful to the master and have useful lust in your life. In order to be useful for him, we have to flee from that. We have to flee from youthful lust. We have to pursue after righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But, but being the opposite of what came before it. We cannot pursue useful lust. We have to pursue righteousness. We cannot be useful to the master until we pursue righteousness. Pursuing something is going after it, running after it, chasing after it. We have to chase after righteousness. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. And if you go back a few chapters, back to Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, it says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If we're going to not sin, then we have to pursue righteousness. We cannot pursue death. Faith must be pursued as well. In Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. If we're not pursuing faith, then we are not going to be pleasing to God because without it, we cannot be pleasing to God. We cannot be sanctified and useful to the Master if it is impossible to please Him. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 6, But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that comes to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. In Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So we must be one that is pursuing God's word in order to build strong faith in our lives. We must pursue love. 
why must the Christian, the one that is following after God, the one that is going to be useful to the master, pursue love? Well, because according to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 7, God is love. We cannot pursue after God if we're not pursuing after righteousness, if we're not pursuing after faith, and especially if we're not pursuing after love. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1, it says, Though we speak with the, men of, with the tongue of men and angels, but have not love, we are a clanging symbol. If we don't have love in our lives, our words are meaningless. They're noise. They're, all they are is clanging symbols, banging together, making a noise without a specific purpose. Symbols in an orchestra played at the right time with the right instruments can make music beautiful. But if they are all by themselves with no other music, musical accompaniment played at the wrong times, then all they are is noise being generated by banging two metal pieces of metal together. And so, so is our life, so is our words if they're not done with love. Flee also, also useful lust, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. If we're going to be useful to the Master, we must have peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, Ananias told Saul then, who would later become Paul, And why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. You see, calling on the name of the Lord is being baptized into him. We are to have peace with those who call on the name of the Lord, those who have been sanctified by baptism, set apart from the rest of the world because they have been baptized into Christ and Christ has added them to his body, to his church. Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as were being saved. Look with, with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 9 through 11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetousness, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor exhorters, will inherit the kingdom of God. And then notice verse 11, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In verse 11, and such were some of you, Corinthian brethren, Paul was telling them that you came out of this lifestyle to be Christian, to be sanctified, to be set apart for use to God. And those are the people that we are to have peace with, with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, we find a man that had called on the name of the Lord, but was still living in sin. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you, and such sexual immorality as is not even named among the Gentiles, that a man has his father's wife, and you are puffed up, and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from you. For I indeed, as absent in the body, but present in the spirit, have already judged, as though I were present, him who has done this deed. 
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together, along with my spirit, with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ, deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. And so in Second Timothy chapter 2, verses 20 through 21, we see that we are to be sanctified and useful for the master in verse 21. Then in verse 22 and 23, we find how we are to be useful to the master. Flee useful lust, pursue righteousness, pursue faith, pursue love, pursue peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. But this man here in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, he had called on the name of the Lord. He was a member of the Lord's body, but he was continuing in sin. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 1, it says, Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How can we who died to sin live any longer therein? You see, we cannot continue in sin once we've died to sin. Present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1. We have to be a people that are useful to the master. And we're useful to the master when we pursue peace with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. Those that are continuing to try their best to do what God wants them to do. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, this man was not doing this. He was living in sin and was refusing to repent of it. And the body was okay with it. The members of the Lord's body were okay with it. You are puffed up, verse 2, and have not rather mourned that he who has done this deed might be taken away from you. In other words, you cannot have peace with him because he has sin in his life that he's refusing to repent of. Now, if he repents of this sin and comes back, you are to accept him back into the fold. And then you can have peace with those who call on the name of the Lord out of a pure heart. If we're going to be sanctified and useful for the master, we must flee useful lust. We must pursue righteousness. We must pursue faith, love, and we must know who to have peace with and who to have conflict with. We must understand who we need to teach and who we need to help grow in the Lord. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor, some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. As Christians, we need to be sanctified, set apart, and useful for the master. In Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 27, we have wives submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is head of the wife. As also Christ is head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he may sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish, that he might present her to himself a glorious church. If we're going to be useful to the master, we have to be a glorious church. We have to be a church that does not have spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy. We need to be holy. We need to be set apart for God if we're going to be useful to him. 
the last verse for today is going to be found in 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 15. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. If we're going to be sanctified and useful for the Master, we have to be ready to give an answer to everyone to ask a reason for the hope that is in us. We have to be ready to defend our faith. As Christians, we need to be sanctified, set apart, and useful for the Master. So as we go about our lives today, let us take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.